And now, our feature presentation. All right. Can everyone can everyone hear me? You guys are muted, but thumbs up means yeah, you can hear me. All right, beautiful. Well, uh, what did everyone think? Thumbs up for uh, if you liked it. Yeah, it sucks. I know that movie's god awful. <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have fun discussing this one. But I think so. Can everybody hear me? Yes. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bombs Away Live uh, at Home Edition, I guess. Live from quarantine, from, from our bunkers. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine, mine definitely looks like a bump bunker and everybody can see that. It's just uh, four walls. So I, I definitely know what that feels like. Uh, I didn't want everyone to see how much toilet paper I hoarded in my bunker. So that's why I put the, the image behind me. I don't want anyone coming for me. Nobody needs to know how much you shit. <laughs> that's what the bidet now is for. So luckily, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, Wolf, are you, are you ready to get into this? I am. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's do this like we do this. All right. Ready? Okay. All right. I'm ready. <clears throat> Oi, governor, got any taglines? <laughs> I do indeed. Beautiful. Uh, first one, imagine having this guy for a friend. You would be in prison in a psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the trouble. She takes the blame. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like a U.S. diplomatic relationships. <laughs> Let him out. <laughs> Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, imagine, imagine that on the poster. You're like, I don't let who out? Like what? Out of the psych ward? That was also the tagline. It should for be the, her. Yeah. <laughs> let her out of the psych ward. It was also the tagline for the Nelson Mandela movie. They decided to go with <laughs> With imaginary friends like this, who needs enemies? Um, you have many enemies and your friend is your enemy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, after you don't need this, any. After this, after this film, you will definitely need friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dishes, relationships, wind. This guy breaks everything. Oh, it's a fart joke. <laughs> I don't think he does. He fart once in this movie, though. Uh, well, you know, he. I think he does the, but that's about it. I don't. <sighs> I don't think he actually farts. But what's what's funny is that this joke is intended for people who won't be able to actually read the poster because okay, they're that young. We're gonna get into <laughs> like who this movie's audience is. Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Unusual, uncontrollable, unleashed, unreal. Nope. <laughs> no, yeah, Let's go to that next one. And the last one, he creates the havoc, she takes the blame. Oh, okay. Well, that's but, just that other one again. <laughs> but she doesn't. I mean, it, it's literally like watching a White House press conference. <laughs> Everyone's just there for it. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, with a budget of $6.7 million, an opening weekend gross of $3.6 million, and a cumulative worldwide gross of $13.8 million, with dog shit smeared on floors, nose picking, pancake flattened heads, men hit by fire trucks, sunken riverboats, food fights, Classical musical beatdowns, tons of broken glass, one scene of male nudity, 
cartoon bug eyes, mud pies, deflating balloon cars, and trees grown out of the stairs from the force. With a 5.9 on with a 5.9 on IMDb, a 25 Metacritic score, and a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. It deserves lower. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1991's Drop Dead Fred. Let's make some noise and let's drop some bombs. Yeah, muted noise. Yay, that's right. <laughs> First off, I, I, Tyler, how old were you when you first saw this film? 27. <laughs> this today, <laughs> years today. old. <laughs> how many, show of hands, how many other people, this is their first time? Okay. Wow, about half the group. Good. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, can't wait to hear what everybody, you know, uh, thought about it. Of course, by the end of this, you guys are going to be able to ask us any questions, see if we forgot anything. So uh, keep those questions handy. And here we go. Ugh. So first off, I want to point out that this film uh, was a working title films production, which they're based out of London, and it shows. <laughs> which is interesting because as, as I was reading the trivia while watching this and kind of getting up to speed with the production of the movie um, originally Drop Dead Fred was going to be played by Robin Williams way then, better casting way better <laughs> casting I, I read that too who made the worst choice because Robin Williams gave up this role to be in Hook so I don't know where who like who made a, a far worse choice in terms of like what role they took well all Williams had to do was pretend that he was having an imaginary Thanksgiving dinner where yeah, this guy has to do the entire thing the whole drop movie. dead Fred would have been Irish I'm calling it right now <laughs> if Robin <laughs> Williams would have done the role oh, oh, oh Captain Winky <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Just, um and and, and What's weird about this film, though, is that everything about it feels like it's it's British, right? At like down to Charles on his mantelpiece has like an old antique cars and a license plate from definitely European, and uh, Rick Mile himself, uh, which is weird that you read about Robin Williams and so did I because. Uh, when the scriptwriters wrote this, they wrote it with Rick Mile in like. Uh, in mind so I'm sure I'm sure that was a very English thing to have him in mind and then they realized like oh like uh, American audiences aren't going to care so then they looked <laughs> into Robin Williams and everything like that because this is the 90s this is the the height of you know Robin Williams well I mean when you speak of American audiences won't care that's what 
Rick Mile was trying to get into. He was trying to get into the American scene, and that's he thought that this would be his venture into this that. This was definitely a good jumping point to get into the American market of films. <laughs> but when they first took this script uh, to a American market, their first choice, they went with Disney. And uh, yes, yeah. Disney wanted Goldie Hawn, but not Rick Mile. Which uh, the, the the whole like production story of this of everyone tossing it around and basically not wanting it, it goes like deeper and deeper and deeper. Initially, uh, they wanted Winona Ryder for Phoebe Cates' part, and then Winona Ryder said that she didn't want to get stuck as being that girl who shows up in only quirky um, comedies. So she said no, thank you. And then they tried <laughs> no, to get... thank you. I've got some stores to rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, shoplifting is very very lucrative <laughs> but then they tried to get tim burton to direct it which this whole movie really shows that they definitely had tim burton in mind for a moment and he was like no um call me in 15 years and maybe i'll do it <laughs> yeah call, call me in 15 years when i don't give a shit <laughs> when i'm doing dumbo <laughs> yeah uh so yeah immediately off the bat this film lets you know that hey uh it's probably not a kids movie which again like i said in the in, up top is i'm very oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you fired me i'd be like oh i should get back to typing because you don't have the authority yeah no uh, wait yeah let me let me write that down real quick I'm judge do you want this on the record because <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to go back to my desk if that's the case yeah um, <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how she gets fired right there in front of everybody but that's what happens and so she decides to go and visit charles played by tim matheson and I love Tim Matheson. I always have. I love Tim Matheson, especially as Otter in Animal House. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I recognized him. I couldn't even think of like who he was. Yeah. Because he's in this movie for a whole like whopping five and a half minutes. Yeah, man. Hey, Eric Stratton, uh, chairman. Damn glad to meet you. <laughs> I love that. Who's in this movie less, him or Carrie Fisher? <laughs> it's definitely Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher bailed out halfway through this film, I feel like. She I, rewrote uh, portions of the script for her character, apparently. She that's, more than likely wrote, rewrote you can her do entire with, part. You can flex with that Star Wars fame. You can yeah. just rewrite a whole <laughs> script. Uh, so Phoebe Cates is playing Elizabeth in this film, and, and she's doing a decent job. She really is. I think, I think every single person, for what the, the script was and what they were given, I don't think anyone is not trying. You know, there, there's, yeah. there's nobody in this film that you go, oh, you were, you were lazy. You know, you, you look like you checked out. Not a single person. Not, not Mickey, not Tim Matheson, not the mom, not even the dad. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, best actor in the film is that child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's, she literally is having the time of her life making this movie. So I'm actually, I'm really happy that it looks like she genuinely had fun. Every single time she's on screen, she is adorable. And she actually makes me feel for more for Phoebe Cates as an adult. Every single time you see one of her scenes and you I had to look her up. I was like, well, who is she? Like, she's really good. It turns out she just went on to do plenty of voice acting work for like oh, interesting. Ice, Ice Age and, and a whole bunch of uh, CGI animation films. 
so she she never left the business uh i just uh you know didn't recognize her because she's been a voice actress yeah so now uh, charles is 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 basically left elizabeth prior to this film probably because guys i'm gonna say it right here right now there's two sides of the coin that you could possibly agree with on this film you're either team fred or you're team elizabeth and if you're team fred you believe that by the end of this film drop dead fred does indeed exist <laughs> i'm in the, the i'm in the i'm in the third team there's a third team yes team Everyone sucks. <laughs> um, I, well, okay. Third team might be that everyone here is insane, including Carrie Fisher. Psychosis. Right? <laughs> Every single person in this film, and that's why I believe I'm on Team Elizabeth, where she's just insane and she is doing all of this throughout the whole film, and because. I, I just believe that every single person is just enabling her throughout the entire film. I mean, look at Carrie Fisher in, in the news. I know we're skipping around, but like in the news of your house sinking to the, to, to the bottom of the river, your first instinct was to go beat up an imaginary man in a chair. Was to, was to jerk off that imaginary man in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't get it from Murray the night before. So. Yeah. This is pent up. <laughs> um, so yeah, she she goes to see Charles. Charles is a sleazy uh, Jaguar dealer, and he is like, "No, I'm going to be with Annabella." And Annabella is the woman he was cheating on with Elizabeth. And they have I, I a, do personally really like his his whole thing of her like getting hyped up to be like, "We got to get a divorce," and him just being like, "Listen, I love Annabella. I'm sorry." And just like getting <laughs> to it before she could, and just like, "Damn, well, this guy was ready." Well, that's 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 what people like him do. It's called narcissistic personality behavior. <laughs> yes, that is. And, he, yes. and he's specifically trying to uh, regain the power before she can put it out there that that she wants the divorce. What a hard sell on that convertible though with your ex-wife pulling up and like begging you to like take her back <laughs> i know <laughs> i i love that he's like uh yeah sweetheart yeah it's definitely not gonna work out so you buying this shit or what <laughs> uh, so yeah elizabeth's life's in the toilet and she goes and tries to uh reconcile with her mom uh, because she has nowhere to live. She, Charles doesn't want her to live at the apartment. So she goes and stays with her mother. And this is where Drop Dead Fred comes back into her life because apparently she needed him in this point. I tend to disagree. <laughs> I think um, this made uh, this made her life a whole lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like absolutely. Like at least you had the ability to start anew right here, right now. But instead, you're like, I wonder if I could fuck up my life more. Yeah, he just appears like uh, like mental illness in your mid twenties, <laughs> just when you least need it. So. Uh, we're introduced to Carrie Fisher, like we said, and she's playing Janie, and uh, Janie's here to give us some exposition, and then she goes in and, and we meet her mom, part played by Marsha Mason. Uh, those who you are unfamiliar with her, so am I, so don't even worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but I did look up, apparently she's from The Goodbye Girl and Cinderella Story, and uh, Elizabeth still has her old childhood bedroom. But That's creepy. 
that's there that's that is that is a room you set aside for your child that died and you and you never change it but that child's still alive so it's very weird that she still it's like that's where she'll sleep in a race car bed (laughs) (laughs) where she can talk to other car beds you know how it goes (laughs) and so um i guess i'll suspend the believability that somehow the one thing that caused her mom so much turmoil like 30 years ago is still there which is the box that she pretended to wrap drop dead fred up in oh i thought you were gonna say it was her personality no (laughs) (laughs) and um she unwraps the the box and boom drop dead fred comes out and the first thing i i happen to notice is that like he he just doesn't quit this whole film it's just non-stop shouting in your face i'm gonna i'm gonna uh out you to everyone that's that's here and listening you told me that i was gonna like this movie because it was in the same vein as Pee-wee's Big Adventure. No, no, I didn't. And I'm currently getting in my car to drive to Fullerton to beat you with my bare hands. I never said that. <laughs> you did. You said, I said, oh, I know I'm going to hate this movie. And you said, no, no, no. It's like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So I never would have said that. Coming. I never <laughs> said that. No, it was just because the trailer uses Pee-wee music. I said this is more akin to um, Son of Mask 2 would be what I would, would like if this was the sequel Wait. to it. A well, this would be the prequel, Son of Mask. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is just Alan Cummings Loki again. Okay, and Fred goes downstairs. He rubs shit all over the carpet. This was so I I didn't even giggle at this moment. I I was disgusted by him rubbing that shit all well, over the house. Because you, as well as every single adult in this room, would understand what that would mean to the person the next morning, which is also why I'm utterly confused why the mother is ne- the next time we see her is just on her hands and knees scrubbing. Would you not immediately see shit all over the carpet and run upstairs and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, Did you shit all over the carpet again? <laughs> yeah. Did you drop trowel and shit again? <laughs> Scuttle it around like a dog with an itchy ass. <laughs> It really is like just smeared all over the carpet. And like you know that. what? There was a, there was a part of me when I was watching the credits. Um, the credit sequence is probably the best part of this movie. But um, when I was watching the credits, there's a scene where they fling brown something all over the walls, and I don't know why. It was like mud a six, pie, man. It was yeah. just a six just a sense. Mud pie. Don't like, say it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Right. Uh, so. Here we are at breakfast. Uh, Fred's up to his old hijinks. Uh, he gets his head caught in the fridge. Cool, like, practical effect. How come like, we don't ever get to see anything cool like that ever again? Yeah. They if, really blew it in, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie. They were that, like, there you go. That's about all the money that, that they had, I guess. That's the, that's the trailer. We got it. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. And, and because, like we said, we don't know who this film is for... Fred is just a full-on pervert. He just crawls on the ground just looking up women's skirts. It's uh, it's so shocking because it's just like, okay, if we're if we're to believe in the real world, right? In the real world, that an imaginary friend is just a manifestation of some of your thoughts, 
Uh, right? Here we go. Yes. What the fuck do you think about your mom? <laughs> <laughs> mom needs to get that shit. Because he goes, he goes, cobwebs. <laughs> it's so gross. It's, it is gross, but uh, because of her, like, kind of like she's drinking and she's like, <clears throat> right? I was like, all right, I giggled a little bit. I, little I bit. wanted to throw up. Little bit. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. This only just further proves that Elizabeth is absolutely insane. Yeah, and, and, and it's, I mean, further, as the movie furthers on, we're really going to see that it's like, there's, there's one key moment in this movie that genuinely made me, like, be like, fuck, that's sad. <laughs> like, I'm not even laughing at this what is moment. What when, is she goes to the, when she goes to the clinic, I genuinely was like, this is sad. This isn't funny at all. This is a horrible experience. That's how I felt every single time I watched Charles do anything to her. Well, yeah, that too. It's because just, he's taking advantage of a mentally, uh, you know, handicapped person. person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but uh, I thought they were going to have a cool, like, Good Burger breaking out of the mental ward moment when, like, they're all going to do, like, a dance to, to George Clinton and they're going to break out. But no, it's just so much worse. <laughs> uh, Fred says he's going to commit suicide because he's found out that she's not only married, but she doesn't want him in his life. So he decides to get run over by a 1950s fire truck this this town exists in a time warp i am confused because it's not the only time when i'm gonna point out that um that we are in a completely different time period and the other one that i'll just say it so i don't forget it later is the flashback to her dad and the mud pie scene when her dad finally leaves and he's holding a newspaper that says u.s land the first man on the moon how old is elizabeth <laughs> she's like mid-30s at this point yeah uh, yeah but she doesn't look mid-30s yeah i know <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> okay. but uh, i mean as a child she are like she seems to be what five to eight years old so add that plus what 1969 all the way up to tops 1991 there's some wonky math here yeah yeah it's a it's it's very it's a very confusing everything unfortunately uh speaking of confusing we have a full-on flashback to elizabeth uh as a child with another experience with job ted fred where fred wants to play burglars okay hold on <laughs> this this scene <laughs> I, I just want a show of hands of because of, most of you who watched this tonight with us had not seen this movie before. Um, show of hands by using context clues that the dad was not around anymore. How many of you thought he actually got shot by the cops <laughs> and died? <laughs> because I totally was like, oh no, that's why she's so guilty. She got her dad killed. <laughs> that would have made more sense, honestly. That would have been rad. <laughs> that would have made so much more sense. I mean, I, I do, I love the mom being like, Nigel, don't die. And I'm like, well, that's not how that works. Yeah, that's, <laughs> plenty of people have said that before. But also, um, it, there was no burglar. The the cops broke in, which you know is still happening to this day. So don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, they they break in, and then the dad is arrested for what fighting back in his own home. Well, I mean, okay. Here's my problem, right? <laughs> and the there's dad, a bunch. The dad called the cops. 
and then <laughs> heard the cops coming up the stairs and was like took a step out and was like cops all right i'm gonna jump on them <laughs> so it's just like i don't i don't know what the weird like if you called the cops, what is this weird, like, all right, time to attack the cops. Like, I don't get the, the whole, like, thought process. It's like, it's definitely not them. Also, did they not go and try to check on their daughter? No, I don't care. They wanted her dead. <laughs> She's going to cause a lot of trouble why was the years first, down the road. Why was the first instinct not to go into the other room and, and see where your daughter is? And then you'd be like, oh, my God, we've got to go find Elizabeth. They already got her. <laughs> it's a lost cause. Uh, yes. So, yes, the dad gets arrested, and that's, the fl- that's our first flashback. Uh, I thought I was going to be annoyed by the flashbacks in this film, but they tend to be my favorite part. And there's not that many of them. <clears throat> no. But, like, forgive me for thinking that the father got shot and died because he doesn't show up in another flashback for a good amount of time. <laughs> so Fred writes a note to Elizabeth and Elizabeth thinks that it's Charles. I'm confused by this because the scene before, Fred didn't even know who Charles was or that she was married. And now he seems to know her complete inner thoughts about how their mornings went. Well, again, if he's supposed to be a manifestation of her mind, yes. he's gonna know this stuff. I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm building a case, man. You know how I do it. So <laughs> there's my case, Elizabeth insane because she wrote her own note and reminisced about her husband and i think it's going to come to a head how insane she is in this next series events where she goes to find out that charles is not um is is not the writer of the note and then at at this point she goes to janie's house who lives on a uh, a paddle boat, apparently? So that's a okay. Okay, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna say it. Um, it, it, it. People are gonna judge, I'm sure, but I secretly wanted to live on a a, a, a boat like this. That would be that would have been cool, but not anymore. I'm just saying. I like the, the idea of me and my house being swept away in the middle of the night. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I just like the idea that I could have like taken my hunted. I don't really think you can drive except, a houseboat as much as they do in this thing. <laughs> yeah, well, but, well, and then once we see what Carrie Fisher is actually using this house for, it's very clearly a tugboat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she asks if she can spend the night. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, because uh, she, li- she, I thought she was spending the night at her mother's. But uh, you know what I have to say? Uh, Janie, that's her name, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's the friend we all deserve. <laughs> it's just like, she's, she's like, I'm getting it right now, but you know what? I've got your back. <laughs> it's just like such a weird, like, <laughs> yeah, you're a cool friend. <laughs> you can stay downstairs and you'll most definitely not hear anything in this riverboat. <laughs> <laughs> so she does. And when she wakes up, her hair is all cut up. Once again, pretty sure she just cut her own hair and then went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but Janie is like, I'll, I'll be back after lunch and they leave. And I, I had to notice that 
this boat seems like it's docked at the same place as every other houseboat in every other movie I've ever seen. It's docked at Crime Docks, Inc. Because it also looks like if it was nighttime, it would just be like where the Joker would be off offloading like drugs onto his, <laughs> his boat. <clears throat> so Elizabeth thinks that she saw Charles speed by in a, in, in a speedboat. This is another scene where I was like, this is just sad. <laughs> I was again, I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> this is no, sad. Because like, if it was Charles, just call him up later and be like, hey, was that you in the speedboat? That's it. And he's going to be like, leave me alone. <laughs> right? But she proceeds to go upstairs, grab binoculars, and this is that, oh, did Fred do it or did she do it? Where Fred <clears throat> pops up. And he proceeds to push a couple buttons, which starts the engine. She started the engine, guys. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> she started the engine. This is young V, um, drop dead Fred, all here for the honorable <laughs> court case against this movie. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, she started this engine. Because <laughs> her hands were on the wheel, and she went down, and she smashed all the dials, and she flooded the boat. That's I'm what I'm quite, saying. Okay, so I know it's, it's, it's a little jumping ahead, but I'm quite confused about how happy Carrie Fisher is that her house just sank, because it, I don't know what insurance adjuster she has, but it's the greatest insurance adjuster. She goes, and she, she goes to Janie, and she's like, oh, I, I sunk your boat. And then Janie proceeds to not flip out on her friend. No. What? And, and, and what's so crazy about it is like, like I, why I'm like, okay, is this like a shared psychosis? Is she's so willing to make herself look like an ass in front of these very important people and the man that she's having sex with to back up her friend. Yes. You, you have lost, uh, you have lost your fuck boat. You have lost your uh, ability to look sane in front of your colleagues. Every, your life is destroyed, and you're still like, yep, he's real. I'm still also very confused about what Carrie Fisher and that guy do for a living because what they were talking about, I was like, I have no idea. You guys are either cops or you're lawyers. Or, I think they I were lawyers. Mean, you think so? I think so because he was talking about like uh, uh, the case. When Fred was next to him, he was talking yeah. about something like uh, a burglary or something like that. Well, I know who I'm not letting represent me in court. Yeah. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she beats up fred and how can how can a sane person which maybe maybe carrie fisher is is also not sane in this film maybe she chooses people who are also mentally unstable as friends because how do you like pretend to grab somebody slap them in the face and, and then beat them with the shoe while out loud you're like yeah i've been fucking this guy while he, his wife is at home <laughs> yeah it's a very open town they live in it's weird so um she's done with fred they go to a mall she's like just leave me alone and he's like yeah yeah fine i will right and, and then she she goes on a lunch date with mickey Okay, we forgot to mention Mickey is a friend of hers from <clears throat> her childhood mm -hmm. who uh, was just outright right off the bat was like, remember when you were crazy as shit? <laughs> just like when he first meets him, it's like, thanks for reminding me of my childhood trauma, sir. 
<laughs> hey, I was wondering, uh, we seem to not have anything else in common, but uh, I remember you being crazy, and I happen to be crazy now, too. So at least we can mutually have something in, finally in common. I, I remember that you were crazy, and for some reason, I'm really crazy, and they gave me my daughter. So let's meet <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they have a date, uh, and, and Fred proceeds to take her hand and, and pour uh, a glass of water all over her lap, which, at that point, you just stand up and excuse yourself to the restroom, right? <laughs> Sorry, I wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and she's, she's taking her arms, and she's, fl you know, fl flipping them all around, and he's like, I love this! What? Also, something, Mickey, you should never say on a first date or probably really any date, honestly, is yeah. like, hey, you see that girl over there? I used to date her. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, just, just, just don't say it. Just keep it to yourself. Like, it just, reminds me like, of a... It's um, going to be awkward for me, but I'd rather it just be me, not both of us. It reminds me of this story um, I had in high school. I had these two teachers who taught a... Um, a class together it was two separate periods and they were always telling each because they're like best friends they're always telling stories about each other and my english teacher apparently my our history teacher told us this he had a breakup restaurant that he would always take girls that he was going to break up with to the same restaurant chill <laughs> <laughs> no applebee's is the breakup restaurant chili's is the proposal restaurant. can we have can we have two skillets of queso please <laughs> Because it's once she's be gone, I'm going to eat them both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Mickey's just starts being batshit insane, too. Uh, and, like, throwing food all over a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> no, that guy was a pimp. He had two yeah. ladies, one on each side in a blue crust suit. That guy was a pimp. He was going to get shot in that restaurant. That's, what I, that's all I know. <laughs> and so uh, there's a point where she goes, oh, I, I need my bag. And Mickey's like, don't worry. I'll run back in after they were kicked out. And, yeah. and I'm like, you could just walk up to him and be like, yeah, um, Sorry, I'm going to need her bag. <laughs> this is really embarrassing, but she forgot her bag. She's certifiable. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm not. You know, like I was just making sure that she didn't feel uncomfortable. That was what all that was. <laughs> uh, so then she says, I don't want you in my life, Fred. And he's like, fine, and disappears. And then she sits down and she proceeds to watch Fred be like project himself onto a real violinist. This is the part that's so confusing to me because it's it's like the part it's the first and only time he ever does this. Yeah, yeah, because this is the part where you start to question reality, right? Yeah, because you're like, what powers does he have? I don't <laughs> know. He's too powerful of a being. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you you have no idea what an imaginary friend is truly capable of capable of no and and i'm gonna tell you right now it's basically whatever a human's capable of yeah because she beats the shit out of this lady and just gets to walk out as well <laughs> which is the craziest part of this whole thing well it's it's another point that i was gonna bring up later on when uh the mom is apparently able to hire a live-in nurse for a imaginary friend problem. Yeah, that's she's not, not hurting for money whatsoever. No, not at all. <laughs> and I love how all three other people in the room 
are listening to the mother being like, "I uh, drop dead Fred, huh? I've had it with this drop dead Fred. And ain't nobody in the room being like, wait, who, what? What's yeah, everyone's on, on board. Uh, there's actually a, a sweeping, um, too powerful imaginary friend epidemic in Detroit in this film, apparently, because it's just like enough that they open up a clinic to take care of it. Okay, but I'm also curious, how long, like, was, uh, we're saying that when mom taped her up in the box, or taped Fred up in the box, right? And then uh, he didn't come out for, what, 30 years? I guess. <clears throat> uh, so are we to believe that mom wasn't paying f for any of her mistakes prior to this? Because I don't believe that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. She's going to pay for the divorce. She's going to enable her just like Carrie Fisher does and every single one of the other people in her life. More than likely, I think, other than the fact that he's a cheater, Charles might have been the smartest man in this situation to <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things. It's like, okay, but is this just all of us? If we're talking like, because um, as I was looking for reviews, like we do at the end of the show, I was reading a lot of the reviews and uh, a through line through all of the 10 star reviews was responding to one star reviews of people being like, this is insensitive to people who have, you know, um, uh, have uh, like mental disabilities and all this kind of stuff, right? And it's like- Do you? You don't know a thing about cinema. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> if we're gonna sit here and believe that like, was she always this weird when she was with her husband? Or is this just like all of a sudden resurgent because of the trauma? It's like, I'm going to have to say this is a little teetering on offensive with how we're treating this woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they go to the doctor's office and you said, this is, this is your scene. The floor is yours, sir. Yeah. This is when we're introduced to the cast of characters who are far more interesting than anything else that will happen in the rest of this movie. <laughs> I more than likely expect that this was the basis for the sequel that they were actually developing get up ted <laughs> no just go to hell harry <laughs> i love that name by the way i just love go to hell harry i think he's the best looking imaginary friend probably out of all of them too Velcro head was the proto eraser head, but uh, it took a long time to produce it and get it into this film. <laughs> but there's this again is this scene where it presents something really cool that we don't ever get again, which is when it is Velcro head, right? Runs and slams his head into the into the wall and it, and it explodes and he actually is just rotor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. He looks like one of those, uh, or one of those like weird robots from Rick and Morty that have like the gears for a mouth. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, yes. <laughs> and, and and you see that you see him, you see uh, uh, a young girl's. Uh, that's another weird thing too is that they assign all the male imaginary friends other than Fred to a. Uh, a male child yeah and then give a f the female child a female mamby pamby but yet uh elizabeth breaks that thing so it's like Which, well listen, maybe it should have just jumbled it up so that i'm not having this discussion right now because you confuse though, me <laughs> i am i will cross over to the imaginary friend realm and pass legislation that only girls are allowed to get 
girl imaginary friends and boys boys because the relationship because it's the 90s well no because elizabeth (laughs) and fred have a very inappropriate relationship for two friends to be having well they're also full-on adults i almost expected by the end of this film that she's like (laughs) (laughs) well kind of i mean i didn't realize i didn't realize that this ending was written by jj abrams before he wrote the end of um the rise of skywalker what do you mean? Because they share that gross kiss that was oh. like out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> and then he fades away. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly it's the, the ending. same ending. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." <laughs> who are you? Drop dead. <laughs> Drop dead. What? Drop dead. Who? <laughs> Drop dead. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, I, you, you're absolutely right about this scene it, it it raises more questions than it does give me answers because it establishes that each child can only see their person which is a very interesting take on this it, you it's, know but it's, th- this movie like i said you know those people are talking in the in the reviews and they're the first people to put it on my radar about like a bunch of kind of damaging imagery and damaging things that this movie is saying um, to the point where, you know, she's given a medication to balance her because obviously she's, she's, you know, unbalanced throughout the film. And then the movie's kind of telling you like, yeah, don't take your medicine because you're going to hate it. It's like, damn, what the fuck are you guys thinking with this movie? Well, I mean, it was the 90s. So there's a high probability that she is more, more than likely misdiagnosed anyway. Well, yeah, but it's like, you know, <laughs> some people need to take medication for them to be balanced. And this movie's just like, don't do it. Be crazy. Uh, shit on the floor. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she goes home, and this is where the stay-at-home nurse comes into play. And Fred winds up breaking her out, which, uh, I don't know, just open the window. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks the window to get out, and they didn't hear it? No, I don't. I, I don't get it. They <laughs> but, also don't hear her talking out loud at full volume to Fred half the time. And and she proceeds to go to that party, which I guess is an art. You know, no, like it's a it's a wine or? it's a wine tasting party because they find a poster for it, very conveniently. Like this poster is for this wine tasting party tonight. We should go. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. The poster it says your husband will be there. Uh, your husband will be there. Do not compliment the woman. Do not. <laughs> and, and she goes there, and what is this getup that Fred is is now in? Like, I, I actually love it. The suit, uh, yeah, the with the with the um, with the hair, like it is. Uh, That's how you should have come to my wedding. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, you're, you're not wrong. Like, could you imagine if me have been up there just emceeing you and as dropped have, dead Fred? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, what I, he reminds me of. Um, uh, what was it? Martin Short had that character on Silent Live. That uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it, this hairdo is just like sticking straight up. It's curly. He's got a really cool vest on. Uh, he is basically the Riddler from Batman Forever. Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes around first uh, exposing us to male nudity, which I was not expecting. And I always forget every single time I see this film that it happens. I genuinely, genuinely thought we were going to see that guy's dong. 
is that where I really I was really like holy shit <laughs> but that's again brings up the conversation of like who is this movie for because <laughs> it's definitely not for anyone over the age of nine but it's definitely not for the anyone under the age of nine either so <laughs> it's specifically for nine-year-olds it's for like nine nine years one day but then after that you can't watch it well this is uh, maybe this movie is just uh, something that they show nine-year-olds in order to get them to cope and and de- do away with their imaginary friend it turns off and then your parents turn to you like get rid of the imaginary friend (laughs) (laughs) we can't deal with another mud pie (laughs) you literally murdered a family next door and said it was your imaginary friend (laughs) (laughs) yes we understand that drop dead fred is actually covered in blood but so are you Uh, we get another flashback here. This is where the father comes back into play and we realize that he actually just up and left. Yeah, yeah. And also the, the usage of the word mud pie in this movie is too much for me because all I can equate it with is like shit. <laughs> That's all I can think of with, with mud pie. So he's like, mud pie on my pants. <laughs> oh, shit, gross. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to agree that that is what we as kids used to call that. Uh, yeah, when, when you had an accident as well. Well, I'm saying it's like, is that, an, is that an English thing? Is he calling it mud pie? Is that like making mud pies? Is no, that that's shepherd's pie, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Shepherd's mud pie is when you can't get at, find a bathroom because you're out in the fields with your sheep. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So so he he leaves them because of what this this flip out that the mom is justified to have as her daughter like made a pie full of mud and frosted flakes and it's all over the place and also that box of wheaties is endless (laughs) there's there is a like truckload of uh, like a dump truck came into their house and dumped wheaties into their kitchen because it's everywhere (laughs) it's uh well it's because it it, what it pours out of his chest right yeah but it's just like Like, Jesus, I, as the mom, would be like, okay, something actually really weird is happening here because that cereal's actually there in the scene when she comes in. Uh, Nigel, we have to talk about your daughter. Apparently, she has the ability to uh, reproduce Wheaties. <laughs> she's a Weedymancer. <laughs> she's, been, she's been conducting spells to teleport a terrible cereal into our kitchen. Um, I like Wheaties. It's it's not bad. I'm on, I have a um at my parents' house. There's a a box of Wheaties with me on it, <laughs> with, with like a picture of me playing t-ball. I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell your mom to send this picture. I'll I'll have her send me a picture of it. <laughs> okay, we'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> uh, so uh, they go to that party and they see um uh Elizabeth right uh wait no we're still in the flashback sorry uh that party actually hasn't hit yet uh that that's this this film has so many sequences that that kind of like feel the same uh in between the moments that actually proceed like make the plot go forward well like like you and i always talk about is it seems a lot of really bad comedies end up just feeling like disjointed sketches where they're leading to a punchline and then there's no semblance between the scenes because all they were looking for is the laugh. And then it's like, okay, um, I guess we have to progress. Yeah. And, and so will we at this point, because yeah, the dad leaves. 
uh, for, I guess, I don't understand because he seems like the one that cares about the child more. They have painted this picture, and then he's like, I love my daughter. You know what? I'm out. <laughs> All right, honey, I know you have it really bad, so I'm going to make it worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just leaves, yeah. And um, so... <clears throat> So Elizabeth goes to that party. She meets Annabella, played by um, uh, Bridget Fonda. Yes, guys, it is indeed Bridget Fonda in a completely uncredited role. She was like, yeah, don't don't put my name in this. She's like, he's going to do what up my skirt? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> this is, again, that moment where you're like, what the fuck is this movie? This... You know what? I know why no one wants to drop dead Fred around because he was a pervert hanging out with a child. <laughs> like That's not cool. Because, yeah, this is when he looks up her, her dress and he's like, no panties. With the and cartoon eyes. The, yeah, the eyes, right? yes. And that's uh, this, this is for all the uh, lonely fathers out there, this joke. I was like, oh, this movie's finally good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, thank God I took my kid to this. Snaps awake in the middle of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> no panties, what? <laughs> God, just a second ago, I saw a guy hang dong. So like, this, is a, this is a stark contrast within 30 seconds. <laughs> but then this is when, uh, you know, Elizabeth is like looking at, she tries to get away with the fact that she was like trying to stop Drop Dead Fred. She says she admires the woman's dress and lo and behold, it's it's Annabella. I, I like where the, they were like, you said she was mousy. I was like, well, I mean, compared to Bridget Fonda, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of like right now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, yeah, because Elizabeth isn't, I mean, she's just being herself in this moment, she's not being like strong or assertive per se, right? No. So I, every single thing in this, I go, wait, why does Charles li literally leave the party and go back to his wife? I, I, I don't know. I don't know because now he's like, this is going to be wild. She's unhinged. Yep. Oh God, I, I, oh, I love when she looks like a bruise. <laughs> which is a, I, I do like that joke where he's like you look like a big fat bruise I, I do like that one but I mean she's right she just looked like she walked in uh, ready to be tasted just like all the grapes in the wine around her <laughs> she's like I'll, I'm going to wind up getting extremely drunk well Fred's going to get drunk and yeah. then I'm going to spill wine all over me so might as well just have the same color dress right might as well look bat. like wine already <laughs> yeah yeah, so we go back to their apartment. Yeah, um, and, and, and Charles, and she already was at the apartment, even though uh, I thought she wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, but, I don't And then know. Charles comes home, and okay, this is really confusing. We get a montage way too late into this movie for us to be, because this is, this is genuinely when the movie like looked at its watch and was like, oh, oh shit, <laughs> we got to go. <laughs> like we got to get out of here. Yes, it, it, it really is like that because what happens now is that Charles is like, I want to get back with you. And uh, he knocks the nurse out which he says a really weird line where he goes, who does this guy think he is playing around with a married woman thinking that Fred's a real guy? And yeah. I'm like, um, what about you, dog? <laughs> He's like, well, I'd never mess around with a married woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then they are about to have sex on the couch, and he says that really fucked up line where he, he goes oh annabella 
And she's like, wait, well, what? And he's like, wait, oh, oh, hold on. Let me backtrack this. And I'm going to be real smooth about it, but it's not. He goes, wouldn't you rather me be here with you and say, oh, Annabella, than rather me be with Annabella and say, oh, Lizzie? And I'm like, uh, no, that's not the logic. <laughs> no, I would rather you just call me by my name. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's the most romantic thing you've ever said. <laughs> well, you know, I've already messed up, so I'm just going to start calling you Cindy. Is that okay? <laughs> Can we just give you a new name so it's less confusing? <laughs> You're Annabella now. <laughs> You've been Annabella the whole time, and it's, yeah. a, sh oh, it's a Shutter oh, Island twist. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred. Oh, they go back Fred. and they show you every way that she's been Annabella the whole she's time. Jan she, oh my God, she's Janie. She's she's every character. All of them. She actually lives on a house. That's where she lived on the houseboat. And she yes. sunk her own houseboat. And the houseboat's I'm, actually stuck in the middle of the ocean. This is just a mass hallucination. I am. <laughs> uh, you just put me on team schizophrenia. <laughs> it's just like team like lost the mind. Yeah. <laughs> I am really actually okay with this one. Uh, that that every single one of these people, other than maybe Mom and Charles, are completely fake now. Even Mike, uh, Mikey, right? Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Oh, Mickey. Yeah. She completely destroyed that restaurant on her own. <laughs> <laughs> and Mickey's daughter is hers and Charles's daughter. <laughs> Whoa. Damn. Whoa. And Fred is just being passed down through the genes from schizophrenia. <laughs> oh, no. Woo! I just came up with a whole new theory I wasn't <laughs> expecting. <laughs> so this is when we get this weird... Uh, montage way too late in the movie showing kind of what their relationship is like he's just an asshole and progressively throughout it she starts taking the pills uh to you know slowly phase out um fred and i didn't know that this is how pills work but apparently if you take all of them at the last one cures you so that's <laughs> i've been taking them wrong this whole time i've been getting refills and stuff like me <laughs> here man i i never knew that you could just pop a pill and then get down to the end of the bottle and when cvs keeps calling you like to to annoy you about your refill you're like no man i'm cured <laughs> i finished the bottles like you finished the bottle Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> That's going to be the next pandemic uh, conspiracy theory that the reason you get refills is so they keep you sick. <laughs> uh, and, and and they have a sit down dinner uh, and she's crazy so she made a muzz pie. And yeah. and it almost seems like this, this is that weird line where I'm like she genuinely thinks she did a good thing I, yeah we're, we're, I'm pretty sure that she did this one herself if, well, if we're on team Fred she kind of is like he goes what the hell is this and she goes <laughs> a mud pie doesn't it like spurt on him yes i'm okay. surprised he didn't like like get a third degree burn <laughs> like like molten hot like mud okay i have something here it was you know how the all the trivia for my mdb is user generated as well yeah. right so <clears throat> i i'm just gonna read it verbatim because i i i, I love how somebody put their own spin at the end okay it says that uh, the mud pie that sprays mud on Charles's pants was controlled by compressed air tubes from underneath the table. At one point, something went wrong with the tubes, resulting in mud spraying all over the crew and all over an uninsured prop painting that was worth 100 
thousand dollars. <laughs> however, and this is where the spin comes. However, it all paid off in the end, as when the mud pie sprayed mud on Charles's pants, outraged, he says, Lizzie, what the hell is that? She goes, mud, mud pie, and she replies, uh, she replies, mud pie, trying to keep a straight face. Uh, so that made it worth it? That <laughs> was a $100,000 shot, according to this writer. <laughs> who, who, Fully who, worth it. Who directed and procured this prop? Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> Getting it from the same person that gives him antique guitars? <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 I'm not quite sure. Uh, the only thing that I can put in my mind is that uh, something we haven't actually mentioned yet is that this film was filmed, the, in, the internal scenes of this film were filmed at Prince's uh, Paisley Park Studios. And yes, Prince, you know, the, the artist. <laughs> this simple. was Yeah, he had his own studio, studios that if, if you've listened to uh, Kevin Smith's stories and stuff like that, he, he was doing documentary filming for him at these studios. And, oh, and, wow. So this, was, this is like an actual film dare. studio. Oh, I thought you were going to make fun of Kevin again. <laughs> oh, I hate Kevin Smith. <laughs> we don't have to even bring it up. <laughs> yes, he, was, he actually had his own studios in, um, in Minneapolis. And Prince apparently would come by the set and watch them do this film. He's like, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> Just like, they're going to drop dead Fred. And he's like, get out. <laughs> you guys want to play some basketball? <laughs> <laughs> Would you guys like some pancakes? <laughs> yeah, but we get drop dead Fred on our team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but but he, uh, we're, he's going to be shirtless. Green pants, but shirtless. So all, all of his ginger hair is going to be showing. But he's still painted green with the stripes, <laughs> like the suit. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, this is... Snot face! My name is Prince. That's <laughs> not face. So this is when she's, like, killing... Um, like she's like Back to the Futuring almost. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because Fred gets like PMS cramps every single time. <laughs> like he takes oh. a pill. <laughs> yeah. So this is when um we hear that uh, Charles is on the phone with Annabella trying to get her back. You're my and Bella, Annabella. Listen, we got to be like, dude, we're, we're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. Remember when you called me your ex-wife the other night? Because <laughs> the, the, it goes both ways? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> the, he actually can't remember names. Um, How whole, can you with the schizophrenia? The whole thing about this thing is like, why are we now it's like okay guys 10 minutes left in this movie you can't redeem fred at this point <laughs> so it's just like, or anybody yeah you just can't all of a sudden be like no you like fred now and then <laughs> like, there's people that should be redeemed that are absolutely not and we're going to get into that too yeah so, so this is when he tells yeah, her take it take us into the journey of the climax while i get something ready behind the scenes yes so okay this is when Fred is like dying and he says, oh, just look in the room. You'll see as she's about to take the last pill. And, she and he's just in there watching porn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he left his Bluetooth on. <laughs> Broadcasting so, through the house. Yeah. So on the Apple, on the, on the Google Dot. Um, so he, she goes in there and she checks and there he is on the phone. But Annabella is also being like, no, I'm done with you. So I don't know 
again, what are the powers here? But apparently they like romantically fuse and become one and go to um, <laughs> the dream right. world from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. She, she literally falls into him. And they fuse. <laughs> Like a like Dragon Ball Z with like the the fusion or or is that is that Naruto? My not watching anime is showing, but yes, I, I have no clue myself. I was halfway expecting the the stairs to be oatmeal stairs when she was like walking through like the the house and everything like that, and John Saxon was going to show up. But <laughs> he basically shows to her her Ed door. The house looks like the Elm Street house. Yeah, and and she shows he shows her her powers. Because she deflates a car that Charles is driving, and she and she grows a tree with the force. She's just like I don't know why she's like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then this is when she, it's, it's like yo movie. You've spent the past hour and a half being like, oh, this is no no holds barred goofy shit, and all of a sudden oh, you're just gonna no drop holds on barred us. Would have been a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you're gonna drop on us like. The real monster here is childhood trauma. <laughs> be like, unlock your childhood trauma. Let it out. That would be nice if if um if they did anything more than the surface level when it comes to editing this film. This brain is clean. And that little lady <laughs> walks out. <laughs> yes, uh, because uh, they she just confronts. Charles, like we said with the car, she then confronts her mother, uh, who is is being overprotective of her daughter. But that doesn't quite make any sense either, because that's not the, the person or the or the character that the mother has been established with uh, through this film. Is somebody who's like, you are not getting in here. And it's like, well, why? You hated your child. She made you miserable. Why is now this version of her mother overprotective? I guess it's just the way she perceives her if you want to give this movie any points that it doesn't deserve <laughs> um okay yeah so then she it's basically like the real drop dead fred was the friends we made along the way and then just like passes her on all right you're healed get out of here <laughs> the real drop dead is dead dead fred is uh how you're going to have to cope with everything you did to your real friends and family at this yeah point. So this is when she comes back to the real world. She tells off Charles. She goes to her mom's house and has this moment where her mom's like, I'm lonely. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> and then just leaves. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm out of here. And then in a moment, the final scene here where they, they could have been like, she's, she's sane and she, you know, she's cured. You know, she took the entire bottle like she was supposed to. Uh, instead, they're like, no, Drop Dead Fred was real. Yeah. No, Drop Dead, Dead Fred is, um, have you ever seen It Follows? It's like that. <laughs> it's just going to, like, it's going to stick with you until you pass it on to another person. Because <laughs> she can't see him in that final scene either. She's just like, I believe you, little girl. <laughs> I, too, have seen It Follows. So I have a couple um, things here that could have helped the film. One is a little odd. Uh, right, right? Not being made? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it, you're not wrong, but uh, okay. So the it, what we're talking about here is that if you guys are interested in checking all the deleted scenes out, there is oh. about 26 minutes worth of deleted scenes right oh on, my God. <laughs> on Facebook, deleted and extended scenes and an alternate ending. Um, I'm not going to play everything. I'm just going to show you guys the ending that could have been. Okay. Maybe and that. parts of them are part of it's weird, like this first scene. And then another part of it would have uh, benefited the character of the mother and then, I heard, okay, I did hear, it's hard to find, but I did hear there's an alternate ending where she comes out of her psych, psychosis it. and it turns out that Drop Dead Fred destroyed the world and she goes <laughs> up to the, the, the Statue of Liberty and she's like, God damn you! <laughs> Fred, you damn dirty bitch! <laughs> and he's, it's his face on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> With the bug eyes, though. Yeah, with the, like, wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let me share my screen here. So everybody, okay, and here we go. Play. <laughs> Is it Knott's Berry Farm Maze? Yeah. Uh, hold on. I muted it. Sorry, everybody. Hold on. Why? What do you want? <laughs> Carly just chimes in to yell at you. Thanks, I used to always want to come go. back. See, it's already weird. What, do you want to go in there? We could fuck them together. You never did say goodbye. <laughs> what? <laughs> That was it. You just dimmed the lights on him. <laughs> Charles, I forgot to tell you, I didn't pay the PG&E. Goodbye. This, this part just was... Just where do you think you're going? This part was just Prince's house. Personalities. <laughs> Dad! 
shit i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you I, I and that's why i didn't really bring it up until now is um when when you were like oh beetlejuice uh, and i think a couple people mentioned it in the comments uh yeah they they actually used the beetlejuice score as their temp track for editing god <laughs> they're like we can rip it off right tim burton said no but that doesn't mean we can't like use his shit right Right. <laughs> so um, the, the, the scenes that we saw there, for anybody who's listening at home, uh, it, basically you saw uh, uh, Fred and Elizabeth kind of confront her father about him leaving. Oh, was that her father or Charles? No, that was her father. <laughs> they look so similar. I was so confused. <laughs> yes, that was her father because he had the, the newspaper of the moon landing again. Because he died that day when he left. But he was just sitting there presenting himself to her. That was odd, which made which was a whole nother level where I was like, oh my God, this movie, that's the sequel. Did, do you think he had another family? <laughs> like, do you think he made another family outside of her? Well, you know, uh, if if they really wanted to get like really weird into the psychological thing of something like that, uh, her father cheating and then her marrying also a cheater would have not been a bad concept. No, 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 no but that would have been well written. We're talking about Drop Dead Fred here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the other scene was her mother at the tail end of their final scene together was like, but you're my only friend. Once again, not something that was really established that she was overprotective and overbearing because she comes off as such a bitch. Way to gaslight me, mom. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And then the final thing that we saw was a completely alternate ending that uh, was cut when uh, test audiences saw it and didn't like the idea that uh, Fred- That he was a demon? (laughs) <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Uh, it was weird because the uh, the references and the the trivia that I read said that he um they didn't like the fact that Fred was dead, and I'm like, well, that there must be another alternate ending because that just seems like the same ending we got. 
he's going to continue haunting this home forever. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a horror movie ending right there. That was that was fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean this whole movie really is a horror movie if you look at it. If, if you just put if you too. just put deeper like atmospheric like bass throughout this movie, it would have been really scary. Yeah, that's true. A24, pick up the remake. <laughs> Get Ari Aster on it. <laughs> it's just going to be called Fred. <laughs> so Fred uh, Summer. Uh, a little piece of trivia before we uh, wrap this up, guys. Uh, uh, the, the people who were also considered uh, for the role of Elizabeth, like we said, Renona Ryder, Molly Ringwald, uh, Julia Roberts, Carrie Green, Martha Plimpton, Jennifer Connolly, Leah Thompson, and Uma Thurman. That is a laundry list to get to before we got to Phoebe Cates. Well, so what's interesting too is right is that is that we have established that basically Phoebe Cates is playing a person possibly quite older than how old she actually is in this movie, <clears throat> which is interesting because that cast list of women that they considered for this role is such a huge variety of ages at this time because Phoebe Cates and Molly Ringwald are on the same level of age because they were all in the, you know, the, the 80s movies at the same time, right? And then you have, like, Winona Ryder was way younger than them at this point, and uh, all those other people would have been a, a, a lot younger. So that's, that's really weird that they even decided to go with someone who's younger than what the role was written for. Yes, uh, a sequel was planned. Uh, Rick Mile refused originally. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but then they wanted to move forward, and they were going to consider Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey took his first starring role in Ace Ventura. Oh, my God. I am so – I can't believe I, I'm going to say this, but, oh, man, I'm glad Jim Carrey didn't take this because I don't know if – I can't even stand him most of the time and stuff. So I'm like, I can't imagine him in this. Well, I mean, either way, his first starring role was probably going to be looked back on with uh, offensive undertones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what a weird dodging one offensive movie for one way more <laughs> with yeah. Ace Ventura there. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, after Rick Miles' health, because rest in peace, Rick Miles, he died in 2014. The same year that robin williams did and they were both attached to this film interesting which is very weird yeah uh, they in 2009 were considering a remake with russell brand they were like yeah he's english too <laughs> i'm glad we were saved from that one too <laughs> so uh would you recommend this film uh no <laughs> people are shaking their heads no um I'm going to disagree with you. It, 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 maybe it's because it's nostalgia for me. It's a childhood uh, fondness for it, but I, I still was entertained. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It was just like, like I said, I, I, I don't have that nostalgic thing to it as today was the first time I've ever seen this movie, which it seems to be the case for a lot of the movies we watch. But it's just like, I, I don't know, man. It's, ah, uh, We'll get to the Jaws ratings. And well, I'll what, yeah, what go I've ahead. Seen. What are you going to rate it? I'm going to give this a Jaws 4, actually, no like way. all the way at the you bottom. Were, see, see, at this point, then, then our scale makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to – I can't give this – I, I genuinely was, like, actually just, like, this is, this is horrible and awkward. And, like, the 
the things that but, it's presenting in the movie and the things that it's saying are so ass backwards on like what you would want to be telling children. Like I talked about, so in the pre-show, I mentioned something, right? Was yeah. that someone had mentioned, oh, Snuffleupagus, he, he, you know, imaginary friend, and then he was real, right? That's a huge thing because Jim Henson created Snuffleupagus as a, an imaginary friend for Big Bird. To try to it, explain why Big, Big Bird was pretty much mentally handicapped. Yes, it, it, yes. Because so he, he did, is. I was watching clips of Snuffleupagus and him together, and he's just like, there's, there's a clip that I was going to include where they're going to take a picture together as best friends, and Big Bird's like, all right, I'm going to go take the picture. And then he like goes and tries to shoot it, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm not in it. And then Snuffleupagus goes, well, I'll take the picture then. And then they switch roles and he goes, wait, now I'm not in it. And I was like, you are both the same insane person who is actually really, really dumb. But, but the point I was getting to is that, you know, he was introduced as Big Bird's imaginary friend. And then they did an episode about abuse, about, uh, about child abuse, <clears throat> and about how you should not be scared to come forward and talk to people about it. When an elephant and it, beats you with his trunk. <laughs> Well, in the episode, the kids come forward to Snuffleupagus and tell him what's going on to them, what's happening to them, right? Okay, okay. And then Jim Henson was like, oh, shit. We just inadvertently told kids that the only person that they have to rely on when talking about things that are happening to them is an imaginary friend. Yeah. So they made him tangible. So I'm saying one of the reasons why I'm like, fuck this movie is like the entire thing is just laying out like – if there's something wrong with you, you don't need to you don't need to get help because that's who you are. And it's like, yeah, no, deal that's, with it yourself. Yeah, it's it's a dangerous yeah. ideal to push. And also, I just like I don't know who this movie's for because <laughs> it's not for me and it's not for kids. And it's like I don't want to have to like show a kid it and be like, no panties. Why is his eyes coming out of his head about that? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. know, you know, kid. Um, it's a Jaws two for me. Whoa! Yeah, that's a big jump. Because, Holy shit! Because it's still it's still co completely competently shot. It has some decent jokes. Uh, it has a lot of my favorite actors. Uh, I still enjoyed it. It's I too no love British guy. <laughs> Mick, Rick Mayall is really killing it. Like if they, if they were like, this is your character, this is your role. He he did exactly what he's supposed to do. Imagine if this was made by the Monty Python guys. <laughs> what what a weird different film this would be yeah they would have at least broken the fourth wall a couple times that would have been fun yeah but yeah so, that's um let's let's get into uh uh people uh raise your hand if you have a, a question that we didn't cover tonight anything that you want us to take uh take a look at okay chris let's uh unmute you how you doing, sir? You're live uh, on the air. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. State your name and uh, let us know what your question is. Go for it. I'm Chris. My question is on behalf of Carlos, who had to cut out a little bit early tonight. Um, his question was about the Disney Channel original movie, Don't Look Under the Bed. Do you oh think my God. just creative liberties from this movie because it's kind of a similar concept? It's, I, you're, I mean, it sounds like you know. I, personally, that, that is like hands down my favorite Disney Channel original movie. Um, that is That movie is incredibly similar to this and 
if you were willing to take the step that I was talking about of saying making Drop Dead Fred a horror movie, it is that exact film. Because in that movie, Jonathan, since you don't know it, you have an imaginary friend, and as you stop believing in them, they become monsters. <laughs> and, like, the boogeyman huh. gets them, and, and they live under your bed in, like, a universe under your bed and all this so, like, stuff. So, like, little monsters? Kind of, but scary as shit, actually, for, like, a little Little monsters movie. is scary as shit. When that leader yeah, guy... Howie and, Mandel, and, well, yeah, Howie Mandel, ah. Yeah. When that leader guy rips off his face and he's just all ooze behind his head and everything, that movie is scary, too. Yeah, no, so that... that we that should is, do that movie. That is interesting that, that you know... Um, the, the similarities between the two of those because it is kind of a, the same story of my imaginary friend is like fucking a bunch of shit up and nobody believes me but then they have i think personally that one's better because they have a villain in the movie that they need to stop who is like the boogeyman who's who's transforming the the imaginary friend so okay. that's we talked about possibly doing a month where we we cover Disney Channel original movies. So maybe we'll keep that one in the back of our mind. We'll see. Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century is happening. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you. Anybody else? Any other questions? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Ashley has what? one now. Ashley has a question here. All right, Ashley, go ahead and say your name and, and ask your question. Um, hey, so this is Ashley, and my question is, and probably Tyler's not going to like it, but uh -oh. that's okay. Still love you, Tyler. Um, if you guys would be able to have the movie remade, new cast, new writers, obviously, what changes would he make to, like, the cast and, like, maybe the plot? Not British. <laughs> <laughs> that's a start, yeah. I guess. Um, uh uh tyler do you have anything right off the top of your mind um it, it's it's one of those things of like this the story is there you know so you would I, I don't think you would have to rewrite too much i think you would have to flesh out <clears throat> what's actually going on with with the mom with with all that uh probably put in one of those endings where you get get to see the the dynamic between the mom um uh i think like if i if i could recast Fred? Pete Davidson as Fred. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Fred. Yeah, I have a dead dad. I'm Fred. <laughs> yes. Yeah, your dad left you? Uh, yeah, mine's dead. <laughs> he dropped dead, too. Um, so, yeah. Um, dropped dead dead. Unfortunately, I could see, like, I, I keep thinking, like, Seth Rogen as, like, they make this R-rated, and it's a stoner Fred. <laughs> That's all I can think of if they were to remake this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of somebody in today's age that's just, like, high energy like that. Like, that, that's a thing I was kind of commending Rick Mile about is that, like, I don't feel like I, we get that kind of high energy much anymore. Maybe Will Ferrell as Fred? No, Maybe, he's an but, asshole. I don't want him. John C. Riley as Fred. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he definitely plays the guy in the red leotard. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, and as for Phoebe Cates's part, oh, geez. I mean, uh, who's big right now? It's gonna have to I be Emma know. Stone. It would literally have to be Emma Stone. Okay. Yeah, I like she that. Fits the, she fits the whole like in that age as they yes as brandon said manic pixie dream girl which is like this movie is teetering on that like about to go into that territory with her so sure yeah okay see it. uh anything else anybody else
All right. Well, hold your peace. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard from us tonight, but there's still two groups of people that we need to hear from. This first person is right here on the chat with us. If she's willing to, uh, uh, can you hear us, Carly? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there's one person that has to sit through all these, and uh, she sat through this with us uh, tonight. So you get to say your own piece for once instead of having Tyler repeat it. This is what did Carly think. Floor is yours, man. This movie was hard to watch. Like, actually hard to watch. Um, at first, when he first came on the screen, I was like, okay, this movie's gonna be funny. And then literally five minutes later, I was like, this is terrible and I want him to go away. <laughs> it was like such a switch. So he got annoying so fast. Could I disconnect like, Jonathan's quicker. internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was, it was one of the worst ones I've seen, I think. Really? It, it would have been fun. I feel like the character if he didn't say snot face so much That's i think i would have been okay with it we're gonna put that on t-shirts and sell it <laughs> it's not even a good one it's not even a good nickname like he couldn't call her anything else snot face a hundred times she doesn't quite have a runny nose or picker nose so yeah you're right i don't she know where that comes from yeah, yeah i don't either all right well thank you carly and um so now we have one other a group of people we need to hear from. Ladies and gentlemen, it's, the, it's time for Give Me Five. It's those five and ten star reviews pulled from the internet. Tyler finds these. I have no idea what they're going to say. Tyler, where are these all from today? All from IMDb. Okay. Everything that we've been doing on the show lately, actually, this is, it's been really hard to find IMDb. And then this one was like only IMDb reviews, and there was like a billion. Okay. Well, hopefully you found the best ones here. Uh, these are all 10-star reviews. The first one written by Zalia back in 2003, titled One of the Best. Obviously, there are some people that take life way too seriously. Where is your sense of humor? Bruno? I think he means, like, the movie. <laughs> is, uh, did that come out in 2003 mm. no that movie came out wait i think they're yeah using but like the a show story. yeah but the show did oh ollie g yeah <laughs> uh, i mean that's got to be what he's talking about i think he's just trying to be like hey where's your sense of humor bruno yeah <laughs> what's your sense of humor gay people that have a sense of fashion <laughs> i fail to see where it mocks mental illness at all this is meant to be a comedy not to be taken seriously Next time, think of a movie that really does suck, like Eyes Wide Shut, Waste of Time. <laughs> now that's a movie that needs to be avoided. I recommend Drop Dead Fred to anyone. It's obviously a movie not to be taken seriously. There's a reason why it's a comedy, not a drama. Four out of seven people found this review helpful. Drop Dead Fred's List. That's the drama. I need you to go and then find what Zalia wrote about Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> this movie would have been improved if Drop Dead Fred was in it. And then see if he said it had anything to say about Bruno as well. While you're <laughs> at it. Uh, the next one's written by Richardson Beck uh, back in 2007, titled The Best 
film ever. I don't know how anyone could be so uptight as to find this film offensive. Granted, Rick Miles' acting may be a bit of an acquired taste, although actually he's a comedic genius, but it really shocked me how seriously people have taken this. I appreciate that it's not for everyone, but seriously, if you watch this and felt insulted on behalf of people with mental, mental illnesses, you've really missed the point of the film. Elizabeth's not ill, she's lonely, and she's the product of a really bad upbringing, and the comments that sympathize with her mother scare me. So this person- She's not mentally ill, uh -huh. she's mentally ill, is basically what this person just went back. It's a kid's film. It's supposed to be silly. Everyone who has said it's immature are the exact kind of people the film is making fun of. I don't, I, feel, know, I don't know who they're talking about. <laughs> I feel really sorry for anyone who can't appreciate this film. You really need to smile more. I laugh all the way through and still cry at the end. <laughs> I tell women on the streets that they need to smile. <laughs> Three out of five people found that review helpful. Ten stars. The last one, written by Hal Opinyat Pepper titled A Dark and Effective Horror Masterpiece. The always appealing Phoebe Cates plays a central character in this classic horror movie about a dangerous psychotic woman who is tormented by the emergence of her psychopathic other personality, a criminally deranged and manipulative version of Johnny Rotten. <laughs> Out of control, she destroys her relationships, her family life, and her friends both until eventually, betrayed by her overbearing mother and her philandering husband, she retreats on into her only safe place left, the dark and lonely recesses of her own mind, where she must confront ghastly visions of her loved ones and the terrified child she once was. Finally, her hallucinatory dementor abandons her, and she regains her sanity at costs of turning her back on everyone and everything she has ever held dear. She begins a new life with the only man who has ever been oblivious enough to stand her. Oblivious enough not to notice even at the first signs emerge that her psychosis has begun to affect his only child. A seminal film, The Dark Masterpiece, was clear the clearly the inspiration for large phantasmagoric horror excursions like The Mask, in which Jim Carrey plays a man who undergoes a hideous mutation, and Amelie, a similar tale of a young woman dangerously disassociated from reality. That guy hit it. <laughs> that guy, he got it. That is Drop Dead Fred to a T. And that's Drop Dead Fred for us, ladies and gentlemen. If you had a good time tonight, let me see your hands in the air. Yay! Hey, thank All right. you so much for joining us. Like, uh, like we said at the top of this show tonight, we're going to be doing a movie marathon uh, coming up. Oh, hi, Carly. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing... Uh, uh, a Memorial Day movie marathon next Sunday, 12 hours. Uh, go ahead and let us know in the comments uh, when we should kind of start that. Uh, I know that these have gone on late. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for probably more than likely being asleep right now, but still staying on the chat. And because <laughs> it's 3 a.m. over there. No, and, it's 12. Huh? 
Oh, it is 12. You're right. I can't do math, but it's still pretty late, you know? Um, And so thank you everybody for sticking around. Thank you for those who came and then had to leave. And uh, we will definitely uh, see you next week on the show with undercover brother. Hell yeah. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff because that's where we post all these events so you can uh, keep up with us in quarantine. Yes, please do. And this, uh, including video, will be up soon so please share with your friends. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good night. been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.